Welcome, my friends, to a new day and a new you. This is Sherry Turner. I am here to encourage, educate, and help you to a healthier place in your life. Last week, we looked into fueling for your brain health. What food we choose to eat every day has been shown to slow down our brain aging and help fight cognitive decline. We first discussed research related to diet and brain health. We then introduced three specific diets that have been shown to empower and maintain our brain health and are beneficial for overall well-being. The three fabulous plans are number one, the Mediterranean diet, the number two, DASH diet, which is D-A-S-H, and three, the MIND, M-I-N-D, which stands for Mediterranean Dash Intervention for Neurodegenerative Delay Plan. We then touched on a connection between the digestive system and the brain. There is no one vitamin or supplement recommended for preventing Alzheimer's or cognitive decline. But we reviewed a few that can promote brain health and your overall health. What you put in your mouth really does count. This week, it is tea time. Numerous studies have shown that a variety of teas may boost your immune system, fight off inflammation, and even ward off cancer and heart disease. Put the kettle on and let's look at tea. Tea is one of the most consumed beverages in the world, second only to water. The American tea drinking culture has changed in many ways over the centuries. Here's a little history. As a British colony, American colonists were drinking over 1 million pounds of tea per year during the 1760s. In 1773, after the passage of the Tea Act, there was a boycott on tea sold by the British East India Company. Then came the Boston Tea Party and the Revolutionary War. After independence was declared, Americans were back to drinking tea, but their behavior would change. American interest in tea at the turn of the 20th century began with the birth of the ice trade and iced tea. Around 20 million people during the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis found iced teas to be popular. This popularity was then throughout the United States and the world. Tea bags, which hit the market in 1908, made brewing tea and making batches of iced tea and sweet teas even more convenient. Americans were evenly split between green tea and black tea, drinking around 40% green tea, 40% black tea, and 20% oolong tea. But during World War II, trade with China and Japan was cut off, and Americans drank black teas about 99% of the time. During the 60s and 70s, with the growing interest in yoga, meditation, and the supposed healing properties of tea, Americans became fascinated with other hot tea varieties like green tea, white tea, and herbal teas. Black tea is still the favorite among Americans at 84% of tea consumption in 2019, according to the Tea Association of the USA Incorporated. Over the last hundred years, Iced tea still reigns supreme over hot tea, with around 75 to 80% of the tea consumption in the United States being iced. With the growing interest in specialty teas and teas in general, stores have a better variety. We see cafes, restaurants, and even bars adding tea to their menus. So what is tea? A plant called Camellia sinensis produces the leaves and buds that are commonly known as tea. Camellia sinensis, which grows in tropical and subtropical climates, is a flowering evergreen shrub that produces small white flowers. 
the leaves and buds are ready to be harvested three years after the shrub is planted. Camellia sinensis bushes can live for more than a hundred years. Harvesting leaves and buds from smaller, younger bushes is easier. Once harvested, the leaves are dried and rolled in preparation for distribution. The traditional tea-growing countries are China, Japan, India, and Sri Lanka. In recent years, new tea-producing countries like Bangladesh, Vietnam, and Kenya have emerged. Where your tea is grown impacts the flavor characteristics while altitude, soil type, plant type, and age of the tea plant are all influencing factors. Each origin can produce any of the five types of tea, although certain regions are known for one type or another. For example, Japan is known for green tea. China is known for white tea and pu'er. Sri Lanka is for its black tea. Whether you choose green tea, white tea, or black tea, it's important to learn where your tea is grown, as well as how it's harvested and distributed to ensure the highest standards in ethics, quality, and taste. Let's now look at the health benefits of tea. Healthful compounds in tea are antioxidants, flavanols, flavonoids, catechins, and polyphenols are type of potentially beneficial vital compounds found in any green, black, and white tea. Epigallocatechin gallate, or EGCG, is a powerful antioxidant that helps fight against free radicals that can contribute to cancer, heart disease, and clogged arteries. It is important to note that EGCG is found only in green teas. Note, I will have a future podcast on EGCG. Additionally, overheating your green tea during steeping could result in a breakdown of this compound. All these teas also have caffeine, which affects the brain and seems to heighten mental alertness. They also contain theanine, which is an amino acid, which is the building block for protein. It's naturally in tea leaves, especially green tea. L-theanine may help people feel more relaxed and lower anxiety, some early studies have shown. Theanine supplements help boys with ADHD sleep better in one small study, Another small study showed that when combined with caffeine, theanine may sharpen thinking. More research is needed to see how theanine affects these conditions. The more processed the tea leaves, usually the less polyphenol content. Polyphenols include flavonoids. Oolong and black teas are oxidized or fermented, so they have lower concentration of polyphenols than green tea. But their antioxidizing power is still high. We are now going to shift to look at each specific tea. Let's start with black tea. Black tea is a true tea, meaning it is harvested from the Camellia sinensis plant. What makes it unique is that after the leaves are picked, they are then laid out to wither for about 8 to 24 hours, which lets most of the water evaporate. Then the leaves are rolled in order to crack up the surface so that oxygen will react with the enzymes and begin the oxidation process. The leaves are left to completely oxidize, which turns the leaves to a deep black color. Next, a final drying takes place. The result is a tea that is rich, robust, and tannic in flavor. Black tea has an amber hue when brewed, 
which is why in certain countries like China, it's referred to as red tea. Black tea is generally stronger in flavor than its green or white counterparts and will also maintain its flavor for several years. Black tea has the highest caffeine content and forms the basis for flavored teas like Kai, along with some instant teas. Studies have shown that black tea may protect lungs from damage caused by exposure to cigarette smoke. It also may reduce the risk of stroke. Also note, you don't have to merely drink black tea to benefit from its healthy properties. It can be steamed, cooled, and then pressed on minor cuts, scrapes, and bruises to relieve pain and reduce swelling. A black tea bath can also ease inflammation caused by skin rashes and conditions such as poison ivy. Next is green tea. Green tea originates from China. What sets the processing of green tea apart from the rest is that it does not involve oxidation. In order to neutralize enzymes and prevent oxidation, the Camellia sinensis tea leaves are typically steamed or pan-fried. Pan-firing the leaves results in a lighter, almost toasted flavor, while steaming the leaves creates a more grassy, brisk brew. Next, the leaves are rolled up in various ways with tightness. After that, a final drying takes place. Since no oxidation takes place, the tea keeps more of its original green leafy appearance. Green tea is exceptionally high in the concentration of EGCG and flavonoids that can help boost your heart health by lowering total cholesterol, lowering blood pressure, and reducing blood clotting. Other research has found that green tea has a possible impact on bladder, lung, stomach, pancreatic, liver, breast, prostate, and colorectal cancers. As discussed last week, Green tea fights oxidative stress on the brain, which reduces the risk of neurological disorders like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's diseases. This tea variety has also shown to be anti-inflammatory, which helps keep your skin clear and glowing. The next tea is oolong tea. Oolong tea is a traditional Chinese tea variety that's made from the same plant used to make green and black teas. It comes from the Camellia sinensis plant, but it's processed in various ways. So oolong has a wider range of flavors and colors than most other categories of tea. Unlike white or green tea, oolong varieties are harvested from mature leaves, allowing them to adopt the qualities and complexity in flavor. Oolong leaves are processed immediately after they are plucked. Typically, the tea leaves are first laid out in the sun to dry and then placed into baskets and shaken, which bruises the leaves. The leaves are then spread out again under the sun to begin a partial oxidation process. However, the process is halted after two hours so the leaves can be fired in hot walks. An oolong will have crisp, dry leaves, and a rich, dark color. Oolong tea is also high in polyphenols, which is linked to lowering inflammation, preventing the growth of cancers, and decreasing type 2 diabetes risk. Oolong tea is notable for containing L-theanine, the amino acid that reduces anxiety and increases alertness and attention, as we stated a few minutes ago. Scientists have found that L-theanine can help prevent cognitive diseases such as Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's diseases. Next, we have white tea. White tea is known to have a delicate flavor. 
It also comes from the Camellia sinensis plant that's native to China and India. White tea is also the least processed tea variety. This tea starts with the tightly rolled buds of the plant. White tea does not go through any oxidation at all. In order to prevent oxidation, white teas are immediately fired or steamed after letting them wither or air dry for a period of time. There is no rolling, breaking, or bruising of any kind. White tea is derived from the first flush bud of the tea bush, which is the new growth of a tea plant consisting of a full complement of leaves. It takes about 40 days for a new bud to blossom into a flush. The name refers to the silver-colored or white hairs on the picked tea bud. Availability is limited and the cost high as a result of the limitations of the plucking standard. When brewed, white tea carries a light, fresh mild flavor and is very yellow in color. White tea doesn't get its name from its color when brewed, but instead the white hairs that cover the young leaves of its plant when it's harvested. White tea should be prepared using water that is just off the boil. Research shows it may be the most effective tea in fighting various forms of cancer thanks to its high level of antioxidants. White tea may also be good for your teeth since it contains a high source of fluoride, catechins, and tannins that can strengthen teeth, fight plaque, and make your teeth more resistant to acid and sugar. White tea also offers the least amount of caffeine, making it a smart choice for tea drinkers who want to limit their caffeine intake. Now we look at pu'er, which is spelled P-U-E-R-H. Originating in Yunnan, China, pu'er tea comes from the large leaf Asamika variety of the Camellia sinensis plant. Its heritage and classification is protected by the Chinese government. There are two main categories of pu'er tea. The first is sheng or raw pu'er and the second is shao or ripe pu'er. Raw pu'er tea is first withered and then heated in batches to slow the oxidation process. It's then dried in the sun, pressed into cakes, and aged from anywhere from three months to more than 30 years. Aging the tea allows its flavor to mature, so a quality raw pu'er should taste fully bodied but not sharp. Ripe pu'er is a recent invention in terms of tea production, starting in the 1970s when makers developed a method to speed up the processing. After the leaves are sun-dried, they are piled and left in temperature-controlled conditions, allowing them to ferment before they are compressed. This matures the flavor of the tea in a matter of months, not years. And although ripe pu'er is often made with lower quality leaves, it can yield a unique, earthy flavor often sought out by tea lovers. Pu'er is considered a black tea and is purchased in cakes or discs and is regarded as one of the highest quality teas on the market. Next is herbal teas. Herbal teas, sometimes called tazans, are very similar to white teas, but they contain a blend of herbs, spices, fruits, or other plants in addition to tea leaves. Herbal teas are not true teas. These teas don't contain caffeine, which is why they're known for their calming properties. There are numerous types of herbal teas, all with unique benefits. Some of the most popular herbal teas include chamomile tea, 
It helps to reduce menstrual pain and muscle spasms, improves sleep and relaxation, and reduces stress. The next herbal tea is rooibos or red tea. It is a South African herb that is fermented. Although it has flavonoids with cancer-fighting properties, medical studies have been limited. It has been known to improve blood pressure and circulation, boost good cholesterol while lowering bad cholesterol, keeping your hair strong and skin healthy, and it also provides relief from allergies. The next herbal tea is peppermint. Peppermint contains menthol, which can soothe an upset stomach and serve as a cure for constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, and motion sickness. This tea variety also offers pain relief from tension headaches and migraines. Ginger is next. Ginger helps to fight against morning sickness, can be used to treat chronic indigestion, and helps to relieve joint pain caused by osteoarthritis. Next, hibiscus. It lowers blood pressure and fat levels, improves overall liver health, can stave off cravings for unhealthy sweets, and may prevent the formation of kidney stones. Last is Ignatia, which is often used as a way to fight the common cold. We now move to instant teas. These teas may contain very little actual tea and plenty of sugar or artificial sweeteners. Please read the label to make sure you're not consuming a beverage with empty calories and no health benefits. Now we're going to move to a popular tea, Kai. Kai is steeped in a rich history. Legend says that a king in India ordered a healing spice beverage be created for use in a traditional medicinal practice in which herbs and spices are used for healing. The heat from ginger and black pepper was believed to stimulate digestion. The antiseptic property of cloves were thought to help relieve pain. Cardamom was used as a mood elevator. Cinnamon supported circulation and respiratory function. And star anise was known to refresh the breath. The healing beverage spread across India and a wide variety of spices were used to prepare the drink, depending on the region of the continent or even the neighborhood where the beverage was being made. The traditional ingredients of a spice tea blend usually included black tea mixed with strong spices like cinnamon, cardamom, cloves, ginger, and black peppercorns. The spice tea mixture is typically brewed strong with milk and sweetened with sugar or honey. However, the milky sweet tea treat we order today has very little in common with the origins of Indian Kai. We have reviewed all the teas, so let's take a look at decaffeinated tea. Is it healthy? Decaffeinated tea is an option if you enjoy tea but are sensitive or want to reduce the caffeine in your fueling. Traditional teas have about half the caffeine of coffee. To decaffeinate tea, there are different methods. One process uses organic chemical solvents, either ethyl acetate or methylene chloride, to remove the caffeine, and it also removes most of the tea's polyphenols. Another method, called effervescence, uses water and carbon dioxide, which retains the majority of its polyphenols. Both methods apply the chemical or gas onto moistened tea leaves, which bond to the caffeine. When the leaves are dried, the caffeine evaporates along with the solvent or the gas. If you want to know which processing method is used, check the package label or contact the manufacturer. 
Now, even though decaffeinated teas have been processed to remove most of the naturally occurring caffeine from the leaves, they may still contain trace amounts of caffeine. Also remember that herbal teas are naturally caffeine-free and do not undergo a decaffeination process. Any research that is provided on teas looks at the health benefits of the traditional teas and not decaffeinated teas. While most teas are good choices, there are some teas that should be avoided. Steer clear of detox teas made for fad diets that suggest you will lose weight quickly. Avoid teas that contain senna, aloe, buckthorn, and other plant-derived laxatives that can be harmful to your health. Also avoid fancy tea lattes and drinks from your favorite drive through While some of these drinks may appear healthy, they are loaded with sugar. Also avoid the trendy bubble teas that are also loaded with sugar, calories, and carbs and have very little nutritional value. And last, avoid herbal teas that may potentially trigger allergies. Many herbal teas contain different types of fruits, herbs, spices, and flowers that some people are allergic to. If you have allergies, always read the ingredients on the package before you consume a new herbal tea. We've looked at what tea is and the types of tea. So guess what? It's time to brew a perfect cup of tea. It doesn't take much to brew the perfect cup of hot tea, as long as you consider all of the foundational elements of tea, the leaves, the water, and your steep time. Tea can go stale and lose its flavor over time. Store it away from heat, light, and moisture. If properly sealed in an airtight container, you've probably got a good two years of shelf life for your tea. For your water, the quality of your water also affects the flavor of your tea. Tap water, high in minerals, or treated with chlorine will impart an off flavor, so ideally, you should use fresh, cold, filtered water when brewing. The water temperature and steeping time is key. Most tea that you purchase will include the water temperature and steeping time on the brewing instructions. To steep tea, pour hot water over your ingredients and let them rest for a few minutes. It isn't an exact science and you should experiment to find what tastes right to you. A hotter temperature or a longer steeping time isn't necessarily better. Green tea brewed this way scored lower on the color, flavor, and aroma. If the steep time is too short, you won't extract enough flavors and antioxidants. To get the best benefit from the total amount of polyphenol antioxidants extracted over time from black tea, it took six to eight minutes to extract the maximum amount. Also, the caffeine content increases with the longer steep time. True teas have varying amounts of caffeine. A six ounce cup of black tea contains 35 milligrams of caffeine, while the same serving of green tea has 21 milligrams. Steeping time for an extra minute increases the caffeine content by up to 29%, and using boiling temperature water increases the caffeine by up to 66%. Here is a general guideline for steeping tea. For white tea, steeping time 4 to 5 minutes at a temperature of 175 degrees. Green tea, 3 to 4 minutes steeping time at 175 degrees. Oolong tea, steep time from 3 to 5 minutes at 195 degrees. And black tea, steeping time 3 to 4 minutes at 195 degrees. 
In general, green tea is the most delicate, while black tea is the most forgiving when it comes to temperature and steeping time. Now, let's make some tea. Get your teacup, tea bag, and kettle. Place the tea bag in your cup, fill the kettle with fresh, cold, filtered water, and bring it to a temperature of your choice, or to near boil if brewing green or white tea. Pour the water over your tea bag in the cup. Cover the cup with a saucer to begin the steeping. Steeping helps retain more of the aromatic compounds. Steep for the desired time, depending on your tea and taste. Then relax and enjoy your cup of tea. If you prefer loose leaf tea, you'll also need a metal tea ball or infuser to hold the leaves. Measure out one teaspoon of dried tea leaves or a tablespoon of fresh ingredients per six to eight ounce cup. Place the leaves in the tea ball or infuser and submerge it in the cup of hot water for the proper amount of time. Enjoy the taste and the health benefits. In summary today, a delicious cup of tea can chase away the winter chill, recharge you during the day, or relax you at night. Not only is tea hydrating and tasty, making it a good alternative to water, tea also has available nutrients and minerals that can contribute to your overall health. So join me for tea time starting today. Your move or exercise goal is 15 to 20 minutes a day for five days this week for those new to the refinement family. All others, your move goal continues to be 40 minutes, five days this week. I hope you have added stretching and weight training to your weekly move time. Month two of 2022 has started, so keep up the good work. Remember, That swimsuit season is just a few months away. You build your body in the off season. There is no magic wand. You can do this. I will leave you with this thought. The difference between someone who is in shape and someone who is not in shape is the individual who is in shape works out even when they do not want to. You can apply that truth to any part of your life. It's a new day and you are becoming a new you. Have a fabulous week.